Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Keep it. And so Satan is in control of this world. Now, of course, Jesus has come to break, to crush the head, the authority of the serpent, right? That's what the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman would come and crush the authority of the serpent. And that's what Jesus has come to do. But in the meantime, until Jesus takes possession of the earth, which he will, that's what the book of Revelation is about, Satan still is in control. And so we live in a very dark place. I mean, we, we kind of, I don't know, you kind of feel like, you know, it's not that way. You know, like, oh, everything's just going great. But the Bible says the whole world's under the sway of the wicked one. Look at all the awful things that happen in the world. How can all the governments of the world in, in almost unison step do crazy things over the last couple of years as we just watch the whole world kind of plunge into a crazy chaos? And as Christians, we don't get freaked out when they say, oh, there's a financial hurricane coming and all these things. And we see government officials making these crazy decisions and opening our borders and shutting off our our supply lines and shutting off our gas production and all the things that are happening and not just here, but all over the world. And and we we think, what is going on? And you know what? We know because we're Christians that everything's coming together. It's not coming apart. It's not falling apart. It's not crashing and burning. No, it's all coming together as the Bible said it would. You know, you hear these words about one world economy and and globalism and all this stuff. It's become a very popular thing. The Great Reset, all the stuff that they want to do to bring the world to a place where it's under the control, completely under the control of the Antichrist which is coming soon to a theater near you. Very exciting that we live in these times, right? Nothing to be anxious about because, you know, we, we, you know, Jesus has overcome the world, right? And we are his. And so I, I don't, if, if you're here and you're not Christian, you should be very scared right now to be frightened as all get out, you know, but if you're a Christian, you should be excited that, that Jesus is winning. But we also know that we live in a world that is under the power of Satan right now. He's taking authority of it and he's holding on to it as long as he can. He knows his time is short and he's doing that. So you have these principalities and powers that are kind of controlling things. And Jesus has come in and inserted himself into this world that has been stolen really by the devil in the garden of Eden. And now He's trying, he's trying to show everyone that, that he is more powerful than that. And so they say that he, and this is really sad, they say that Jesus is casting these out by the power of Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. And Beelzebub is just another name for Satan. The, the word actually means Lord of the Flies, or whatever that is. But I think flies are satanic. That's probably true. <laughs> But this is what they, they say Jesus is doing. And it isn't uncommon 
for someone to actually call something they don't understand demonic. You know, I don't like what's going on at that church over there. It must be demonic. You probably heard that before. And, and that's, that's kind of a scary thing to do. You know, so first of all, as Christians, we should say, hey, we need to see, is, is it biblical to do that? You know, I remember hearing the stories of the, the Jesus movement when Pastor Chuck, he, you know, meets with Love Song and Chuck Gerard, and they're like, hey, can we play some music? Uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, why don't, why don't you come this Sunday night or something like that? And they're like, oh, we can't because uh, our drummer's on a drug rap at the prison, but he, he gets off, you know, the day after, so we can do it the next week. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's a marijuana rap. So he, they, 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 they'd just gotten saved, and they started writing songs for Jesus, and Chuck let them come and, and play in the church which in those days you can't sing Jesus music with the devil's instrument you know the guitar or the drums you know and then that was just the thing you know in those days and and a lot of people said that Chuck was you know he was allowing the devil into his church by letting these young people who were getting saved by the thousands play music in the church or come in their hippie garb and not suit and tie and and it just kind of the culture started to change but everybody said it's demonic be careful how quickly you call something demonic. You know, because these guys, you know, they, oftentimes they think that those things that are happening in that church are, are fake at best or demonic at worst. But honestly, it's a dangerous hermeneutic. What does the Bible say? That's what we have to ask first. What does the Bible say? Is there a biblical precedent for what is happening there? And of course, Jesus is casting out demons. But if it seems strange, and, and, and then we should probably investigate it. But I hope we want... To, to, to study God's word and see what the Bible says about it because we don't want to miss out on what God's doing. You know, and that certainly is a danger. It says then in verse 16, others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. Um, and, and I think in our mind, in our culture, we think, wasn't casting out a demon a sign enough? You know, I mean, come on, what more sign do you need? But you have to understand that that wasn't as big a deal as we might like to think it is. And in fact, it's not something that's as big a deal in the world, in, in the world we live in, um, in places where this is more common. But because we are atheists here in America, in our, in our thoughts, you know, we don't really like to think of the supernatural or supernatural things bother us as thinking scientific Americans. It's really uncomfortable for us to think of demons and people, you know, being healed supernaturally. Those are weird things to us. So we don't tend to think of, we tend to think of something like this as, as a pretty clear sign. But if you look at verse 19, it says, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Okay, so that's a good question. So Jesus is saying that this is something that's actually done. And I, I think it's not so much that he cast out the demons that made them marvel, but more so how he cast out the demons. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 16, it says this, When evening had come, they brought him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits, notice this, with a word, and healed all who were sick. So it wasn't just that he was casting out demons. If you remember in Acts chapter 19, the seven sons of Sceva, the Jewish high priests, were exorcists, and they would come together, and the seven of them would work on casting out a demon from somebody. And so that was a process. In fact, in our experience, when we've had to cast out demons, and that has happened, we've had a guy come in, and we've cast out at least 20 demons out of a guy, and it took hours to do that. It was, you know, like one after the other, and, and then as that's happening... 
you know, it's, it's, it becomes apparent that there are some demons that the host, the person who has them, doesn't necessarily want rid of. You know, they'll even lie to you. I think that's it. I think there's more. No, it's, it's okay, you know. Well, we're, we're good. Well, will just come back another time. No, because they want them. Because they, just like a drug, they do something for them, even though they're keeping them in oppression. And so you kind of work at it. But when Jesus came on the scene, it wasn't, it wasn't like casting out one demon at a time and Jesus, you know, taking them through the steps to freedom or something like that to help them to get through the demons. But he just said, out. And they were gone. 6,000 demons in the Gadareans. The guy was filled with a legion. And they were gone and into the swine. And the guy was completely set free with a word. The man in the synagogue. We know who you are, Jesus, son of the most high God. And, and he says, shut up and get out. And that was it. And the, and the demon left. It wasn't, you know, let's get around. I want you to pray. I want you to read scriptures. This is the stuff, the stuff we do. And then I'm going to walk the person through the steps to freedom so that the demons can come out as we get to that point, you know, the thing that that demon is doing to that person. And, and so it's, it's, it was different. It's different when you're exercising a demon. It's definitely different when Jesus does it, just with a word. Of course, he has the power. He is the son of God. So they're asking him for a sign, which is much, much more than casting out demons. It's much more than healing the sick. You know, other prophets healed the sick. Elijah and Elijah both healed the sick, raised the dead. These are not signs. What they're asking for is something that is a sign that everyone in the entire nation of Israel can see and observe. And so like the parting of the Red Sea, that's a sign, right? The, the plagues of Egypt where everybody witnessed those things happening, the parting of the Red Sea, the man in the wilderness. In fact, when Jesus in, in John chapter 6 had fed the 5,000, that was close to being a sign because he fed that whole 5,000 people. Now there's a whole lot of people, other people in Israel that need to see this too. And so they came to him and they said, hey, Moses gave us manna in the wilderness. What sign are you going to give us? In other words, hey, let's do this next week. We'll bring more friends. You know, and that was kind of the, kind of the idea behind that. So they were looking for a, for a sign, something on magnificent scale that would be undeniable. Jesus says no sign is going to be given this generation except the sign of Jonah the prophet. And we'll talk about that next time as we get into that because he's going to cover that next time. But for now, we're going to be talking about what this first accusation they brought against him that he casts out demons by Beelzebub. And so verse 17, it says, But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to, to desolation, and a house divided against its a house falls. And if Satan is also divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because I say to you, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by who do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 208- 991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.